All right, we are live. Hello, fiends, and welcome back to Handle with Scare, presented by the Slash Incast Podcast Network. We are a horror movie phobia, uh, horror podcast who focuses on phobias, and, uh, you know, we're at the start of a month, and we're doing something a little bit different, at least for, you know, the next couple of months, because we're actually doing, like, a super-sized phobia as we are entering summer, and we have a fear of water with acrophobia, and I cannot wait for this to kick off because we have some really great uh, creature features that we could really deep dive into here. And uh, we're we're kind of like going back to one of our initial concepts of doing an original versus a remake discussion for our first episode for Aquaphobia. So tonight we are talking about Piranha and Piranha 3D, uh, released in 1978 and 2010, respectively. Uh, the original being directed by Joe Dante, uh, the remake being directed by Alexandra Aha, uh, who has done quite a few pieces uh, that have held up fairly well, and most of them have been pretty gory. Uh, I don't think anything quite to the level of Piranha 3D, but we'll get into that in just a bit. So joining me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts, John and Holly Hooch. And guys, you know, a little bit later in the week, it's going to be a quick turnaround uh, until our next episode. But, you know, we're rolling with the punches here on Hand to Whiskare. But, you know, it's been a while since we sat down and talked uh, just because I was on vacation last week. We doubled up our prior recording. So how's it been these recent weeks? Because uh, it's been quite some time here. It's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. that's just my own personal thing. Other than that, <laughs> fine. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about your day. It's, it's been good. It's been good. Um, we've been, you know, having some warm and rainy weather. Yes, let's talk weather. And <laughs> very humid here. So. Yeah, look at my cowlick. I don't know if you're listening to the podcast or looking on YouTube, but yeah, this is what happens when uh, humidity meets my hair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> comes up to that. But I'm excited about Piranha. That was I had a really fun time watching both movies, and I had to rewatch the uh, the first, the original today because I thought I was going batshit crazy because there is a big old loose end that later I was like, wait, was I drunk? Did I make that up in my head? But I didn't. I just thought, but mm, nope. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and uh, let's start from the top. I don't want to get. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but right. yes, I've got thoughts. Yeah, so, you know, while I was in Vegas, I was like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to grab some edibles, and I'll go watch uh, Piranha. So I watched the original one night, and then the next day I watched the remake. Uh, the day after that, I watched Piranha 3DD. And I'm like, all right, I got my fix in, and then, like, even the next day... After that, I watched Aqua Slash. So, like, I'm already, like, knocking out movies that I know we're going to be talking about uh, soon <laughs> uh, to varying degrees. Uh, I'd have to say, like, I was so happy in both cases where both of these movies still hold up fairly well. And, uh, you know, I just recently had watched Alligator since that started streaming on Shudder, which was another, like, Jaws uh, ripoff. And, you know, Joe Dante was initially attached to that project, too. And that was released in, like, 1980. Uh, but he would go on to do The Howlin' instead. Instead of doing, like, another Charles ripoff, like, kind of like Piranha was. 
Uh, but, you know, for the most part, you have a very similar story in regards to both of these movies. Uh, obviously, you have Fleshing and Piranhas, because you kind of have to. Uh, both of them kind of being released uh, into, like, some different areas. Like, in the original, they are targeting, like, a summer resort river uh, where, you know, all the guests become the next meal. And then on the remake side, it's, of course, Spring Break. And uh, I would say it's just a completely different scale in regards to, you know, the gore, nudity, just uh, just kind of like everything. It, it's definitely more of an 80s exploitation throwback for all of the best things. <laughs> uh, which is why, like, so many people were just, like, flabbergasted by, like, just the the amount of stuff to look at in the remake. And there there is a lot. Uh, but, you know, for the for the most part, you know, the creature designs for both of them are, are fairly well done. Uh, you have some Jaws nods in both movies. Uh, one of them being a cameo in the remake uh, with Richard Dreyfuss. In, you know, in the original Piranha, we also see, like, the Jaws arcade game, basically, like, in one of, like, the medical offices, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, I know it had been quite some time since I've seen the original, but I, I want to get your guys' thoughts on, uh, one, if you had actually seen one or both of these, or if this was, like, a first-time watch, and just what your general thoughts on the movies were. Sure. Uh, well, for me, they were both first-time watches. I, I hadn't seen the original or the remake. Um, I, of course, started off with the original. I thought it was surprisingly legit. Like, it, it held up really nicely. It has Barbara Steele in it, which, of course, is always fantastic news to have her involved with any movie. Um, I thought the... <laughs> well, a little bit improbable. Like, uh, it, it was still a lot of... It, it was... I had a lot of fun with it. Of course, you almost never see movies where children are attacked. So that was a little refreshing, although I don't want to sound like a psycho when I say that, but it's too late because I said it. And and then I might have been a little annoyed with how ridiculously stupid the female lead was mm-hmm. in the beginning. It's like, <laughs> let me just do all this shit that's going to cause total mayhem. Oh, I'm such a klutz. And so it was just kind of annoying. But then her character kind of developed a little bit more. She was not as idiotic later on, so that was great. So overall, I was pretty happy with it. And then uh, I went on to watch 3D, which is, um, it's just total mayhem. Like, I was kind of blown away with just how crazy the movie was. But it was a lot of fun. And then it's also insane, like, how many good actors are in that movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, we we had uh, Elizabeth Shue, Adam Scott. There was uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss in the beginning. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was in it as a med scientist, or not med scientist, but a and scientist. And that was when Elizabeth Shue was in a little bit of a dip in her mm. career, like before she kind of came back with Quentin Tarantino movies and stuff in the more recent, and David Lynch uh, mm. more recently. Mm. Uh, so I think she was kind of in a like, you know, I'm appearing in this movie because mm-hmm. that I don't have any you know, triple A Hollywood movies to appear in Maybe. right now. Eli Roth was in that. She's awesome in it. Yeah, Eli Roth has a little cameo in it. And then even like the the yeah, that's the the the, the strong dude uh scuba diver. I can't remember what he's from. I I wanna say he was in Desperate Housewives and then or maybe somewhere else. But then uh the female diver was the chick from Starship Troopers. Uh let's see who and then of course uh, Jerry O'Connell. Mm-hmm. From sliders, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was, it, yeah. It was it was just quite the lineup, and so that was kind of impressive. 
God, Sliders, Sliders is a show they need to bring back or reboot. I fucking love that yeah. series. <laughs> for me, it was a uh, first time view. I've been for aware. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which I've been aware of. I've been a horror movie fan ever since I was a little kid, and I've been aware of it the whole time, but just never like, saw it. Yeah, because you look at it, like Little Piranha versus Big Shark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, let's go with Big Shark. And it looks the whole. And I feel like the the whole lore around the original Piranha is what I fell into, which is that it looks like a crappy, not even a B movie, but like a C or a D grade. So you're like, eh. And it just, it's like, eh, no. But then people were kind of discovering that it's a lot better. Yeah, it's a lot better than people think. What it appears like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which it is, definitely. I did particularly like that, uh, the reaction from people to the the, the, the people uh, giving the warning in the 78 version was really appropriate. Like, it's like, wait, aren't you the drunk we just had it here, like, last week? Well, I'm not drunk now. is <laughs> in the room. I'm like, fuck, say, hey, we gotta take this guy in. So. <laughs> yeah, they're asked, like, the weird thing is that the first Piranha feels like it feels like it's supposed to be like a parody and a comedy, except that it isn't. But yeah. it is. Like it's sort of a parody of Jaws, but but it actually takes itself more seriously than I expected. Even though it puts a lot of weirdly self-referential stuff and like comedy mm-hmm. kind of stuff in it, it was a lot less sort of funny and goofy than I thought. And the actors were a little bit more they took their roles more seriously. Like the acting was a little bit more solid because yeah, there is a comedic elements to it. So for example, the, the prison break was pretty funny. Uh, there was another scene that I was like, oh, they're, they're hilarious. The way that the ranger, the, the male ranger character, his whole character is basically that he's a drunk. Yeah. Like his, we're, our introduction to him is the, a guy delivering booze to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, like conversations about booze and drinking and that's kind of like his whole thing uh and literally not to jump ahead his whole character arc is that he drinks a lot and then he kind of drinks less by the end of the movie well he never gets drunk during the whole you know like well nobody first he has his flask and he hits his flask the water flask was actually booze that's booze yeah Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, and the other comedic element was when they're escaping, like the military, like sort of like a tent that they're being held, where she flashes. But uh, you don't get a lot of booze in that, especially since you uh, that we're dealing with a lot of kids, so that's good. But, uh, <laughs> of course, not the not the not not their strategy in the second movie or in the in three D. But uh, okay, so since we're not since we're kind of jumping around, let's talk about that big old like. Uh, what do you call it? Loose end. So okay. in the beginning of, not in the beginning, but when they're walking through the military science lab in the 78 version, there is a piranha with fucking legs walking oh, yeah, yeah. around outside the water. Yeah. Does he fucking come back at all? No. 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 Even at the end of the movie, he doesn't come Okay, out. now I, I, I have a note about this, and it's, it's, it's not related to either of these movies. <laughs> that actually comes into play as like the the gag at Piranha 3DD at the end of the movie cool. because at yeah. the at the end of the sequel for Piranha 3D which you know you guys might decide to go look at cuz 
like Piranha 3D, it's also very smut-filled. Uh, and also it's set in a water park, which is very distinct, and it's an adult water park at that. But at the end, at the end of the movie, there is a piranha who is coming out of the pool. And there's like this little kid who's like, I don't know, I can't remember if he was like taking pictures of it or just like, or doing something. But of course, all of a sudden, the piranha kept coming closer and it was moving on land because it had legs. And then before oh. you know it, the thing fucking lunges at him and bites his head off. And the kid dies. <laughs> so, so it kind of that kind of ties into the gag of the the remake sequel, which I thought was was pretty interesting. But yes, it, it's one of like those evolutionary things that just kind of goes under the radar and isn't really explained. Yeah, yeah I mean, you think it would have like had a bigger part of it since it's so fucking crazy. And if you're talking about 3D, uh, wasn't that in 2012? It was fairly recently. Let me double check on <laughs> when it came out. <laughs> the original came out in 78, and then it does, they don't even touch on that shit. It's, it is 2012 for the, uh, the sequel. 2012. <laughs> so they, I mean, it, it, made, it felt, that felt added in to me in a weird way. It felt like they wanted to add in a scene or something where they showed, like, these are not normal piranhas. Mm -hmm. I get that, but, like, they have that with that one in the tank but, that was yeah, really exactly. gross, but then this one, like, walked what, away. Yeah, walked away with a gun and felt, I'm like, is this not gonna come up later? No. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and I thought for sure that they would, that we would see the walking uh, piranhas later, you know, that they would yeah, appear, but... they did not. At the end of the movie, I was like, wait a minute. They probably, <laughs> I'm sure they probably wanted to have those weird creatures appear <laughs> later in the movie, but just couldn't you know, afford it. Afford it in the but body. then if you can't afford it, you should take them out. But, <laughs> but it was good, because that's the thing I was talking about with the uh, Hornets sword movie. Where, oh, yeah. Because they, they have that lore where you see the lab where it's an experiment gone awry and mm -hmm. your creatures are these weird mutated versions of the regular creature. It's true. Yeah, when you see the, pr the progression... Uh, I, I really wondered if originally they were just regular piranhas and then they said we need to kind of beef this up a little bit or something because when you actually see the piranha scenes there's nothing really unusual in no it's going to be shaking a piranha like this they kind of just attack the way that you see them in nature mm -hmm. attack, you know where they swim I did have a long conversation with my Piranhas were like the size of your fist. I guess they're more like they're like they're like okay. They can work. Why don't we say that for the people on the podcast? So we're like <laughs> we're, we're clean at like what like five inch like six inches? Like maybe four, yeah, like five, five inches. inches long. Five inches long. Okay, piranhas <laughs> are about the size of an average penis. They, they, little, they take little bites. They have two teeth filled out. <laughs> so they take little bites. And they swarm on you. Yeah, the first one draws the blood, and then that draws a pack. Like they explained in the remake. <laughs> when, I, when I was a little kid, somebody had to explain to me that they weren't just everywhere. <laughs> no, they're not going to be in like the lake. They're not going to be in the river. But I definitely did have the Jaws fear of sharks mm. for mm -hmm. sure. Being in water, but no, I never got. I never got the fear of piranhas. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of going into natural bodies of water. Pools, great. Natural bodies of water, gross, disgusting. 
things shit and fuck and die in there. I don't understand why people are so crazy about it. You gotta wear shoes. <laughs> you gotta wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> but, All right. And I felt like just to kind of mm-hmm. jump back, I felt like this the original Piranha to sort of talk generally about it. It really felt to me like they made a one hour movie and then they realized that they had fallen short and went back and filmed more and added more in because the story is, is pretty much all focused on the kids, the kids, the kid mm-hmm. camp, the counselor and the mm-hmm. ranger um, or the side. She's a scientist, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, those characters. Stuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and then, we resolve that story at about an hour in where the piranhas attack the camp and yes. the kids and they get the kids out. It's like, okay, oh, we survived and it was crazy. And then, and then we introduce <laughs> that character of, uh, who's basically the like the mayor from yeah. Jaws. Yes. Transplanted into the Absolutely the whole, like, we can't shut down the town. Yeah. But then you also can't blame them that much because somebody calling you up to say, hey, man, there's piranhas. And then also starting the co- the phone conversation with, this is not a prank. I repeat, this is not a prank. There are piranhas in the water. So, like, I can, I, I definitely get why. Like, unlike but, Jaws, where it's likely, yeah. this is unlikely. But we get kind of a whole new set of characters in the for mm-hmm. the last half hour, kind of where it becomes about the that adult the sort of camp or just kind of. It's just like a yeah, like a Memorial Day blah blah blah, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and we get. Who is that actor? It's a famous actor that plays the mayor that character. Guy? Oh, it's that's Dick Smith. He's not that famous, but that's Dick Smith, and he is I've in seen him in a bunch. Joe yeah. Dante's Gremlins. He he plays a character in that movie, and he's in a lot of Roger Corman B movies. Very cool. Back in the day, he's kind of a B movie famous guy. And then at the end, when uh, it's like, oh, they're fine. They won't be going to the ocean. They can't survive in salt water. And you don't actually see them, but it's like the, oh, maybe they do in this barber. So you're like, what happened to the military? Are they like just like, <laughs> no, they're, they're, they're like piecing out. Like, no, it's not. We, we don't want to be fond out. We've taken all the tests and the all of the men. scientist. Yeah. Who kind of appears and disappears a little bit through the movie. Yeah. I did love Barbara Steele, though. She's great. And then they bring back in our main characters. They kind of reappear after like being gone for like twenty minutes in the movie. So what was he trying to do? He was going underwater to do something. Remember the when he's going in and he holds his breath and he's like count to hundred, and then he's trying to turn something to make something happen. They have, to like turn, they have to make sure that they oh they have to turn off access because mm-hmm. it has it's like one of those salmon farm type things where oh, they can let the Piranhas have access to the larger body of water, and they need to close it off, and part of it's flooded, so he has to go in there. But he doesn't succeed because he gets attacked. They do get through, too. Oh, yeah, and then she has to pull him out of there. I mean, that scenario is pretty much like... Oh, I do love how there is a weird sort of anti... um, environmentalist message in the movie where... The, they're like the solution. We're we're poisoning the water. Like we're dumping the thing, and kind of every all the characters are kind of like, yeah, yeah, this is good. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so they dump a bunch of chemicals into the water. <laughs> this is a, this guy. This is gonna go great. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like the quickest solution at the time. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. It, that real like seven nineteen seventies mentality. Yeah. It's like, okay, what do you do? Like you got fish in, in the in the lake, just poison the lake and kill them. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people did that back then. Totally. Yeah, next problem. <laughs> Yeah, then you know you just you'll just shock the lake after, and it'll be good as new. It's a way to do it. <laughs> also, to link to the latest one, I don't know if we're ready to like sort of jump on to the next. Are we ready to jump on to the next? I one? I, I, I will say like when we're introduced to like the main uh, male lead in the original, when you do have that conversation when he's dropping up when the booze is getting dropped off, you know you have like his dealer like really opening up and like trying to have this conversation, saying like yeah. saying like all these things that he has here and like that's why he's up here in this you know mountain basically, <laughs> and then the drunk is just like well. I have uh, gin, I have vodka, and whiskey. <laughs> and he just leaves it at that. Like, he doesn't want to, like, really, like, talk to this guy at all. He just wants his booze and for the guy to fuck off. And that's it at that point. So I'm just like, yeah, I get that. He's uh, he's up there just to be, like, a recluse, basically. Yeah, and that's fine. He had a nice place. I dug it. He's like the classic kind of grizzled, given up on life mm-hmm. character who then like finds a purpose in the the movie and becomes after like, seeing you know. seeing his friend get uh, his legs all torn up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember where he was sitting. Back too. Did they get? He, they didn't get the dog. Oh, I was man. That was the thing too. When his friend got his legs eaten, yeah. was, I, I actually just I just realized I remembered this incorrectly because. When they pull him up, I was like, they got to pull him up, and he has just, no, like, like, the yeah. skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But then they did that in the 2012. And they did a lot. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I really thought they were going to go there with that in the original. They should have. I mean, they did have one good gore effect. The, I was surprised by how it wasn't as gory as I thought it was going to be. Uh, but they had that one really good gore effect of that kind of eaten up corpse that they pulled out. And it's almost kind of like that scene. I don't know if it's intentional, but it's almost like that scene in uh, Poltergeist when the mom is in the pool with the body. Oh, if I'm yeah. remembering this correct. Like it's where it's kind of like, oh, no. Oh. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, like, it's on me. Like, kind of thing. But that was a good gore effect mm-hmm. that they had in that one. But yeah, they just kind of went with the blood in the water thing, so very Jaws like. In in the uh, in the opening shot where those two uh, those that young couple is breaking into this uh, abandoned military oh yeah. scientific base, <laughs> in the movie. yeah, and then they decide to go skinny dipping in the gross pool. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with people? Like again, like. Like natural bodies in water for that reason, but go to an old, gross, abandoned pool. She's gross. The the that the girl character even says this looks like a water treatment plant, like a oh, waste sewage treatment plant. And I was thinking, it does. It looks exactly <laughs> like a waste treatment plant. Like, why would you jump in there? That's disgusting. The music was surprisingly good. And earlier, you were talking about how um, it's meant to sort. It has some comedic elements, but it's not. They're not making fun of themselves. And I think like that was like dead on where uh, there are some comedic parts to it, but it's it's everybody's trying their best to make it a good movie. And I think they, it works really nicely. Everybody does a nice job. And even the music I thought was pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, there was 
there was that one scene where one of the count counselors, and a lot of character development, right? Like there was a lot of like count counselors just talking about their lives and oh, well. how their how their days going. And you're like, shit, these are nice people. Well, and that's uh, I noticed in the opening credits, the writer of the movie is John Sale, mm-hmm. who is like a famous, went on to become a famous movie writer, Ooh. and he writes uh, the Howling with and oh, works shit. with Joe Dante again. But he wrote, mm-hmm. oh. I can't remember off the top of my head, but he kind of became like a Hollywood darling for a period of time in the 80, late 80s and 90s where he had a bunch of stuff that came out. Yeah, well, well when how he wrote that one camp counselor, you know, dying and being, like, film being taken away underwater, like, mm-hmm. that was kind of poignant. I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I, I was a little emotional. I was like, no. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, she's struggling, 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 and then, like, you just kind of, she's fading away because she's being pulled in mm-hmm. deeper and deeper into the dark, murky waters of natural bodies of water that which nobody should be getting into. <laughs> And they did have good underwater photography for a low-budget movie, too, because that could be a problem. But they obviously made a point of having a good underwater setup. Which, again, begs the question, why the fuck the little piranha with legs? I know. <laughs> that, like, yeah, they needed and to... And you could breathe. It's so I could scavenge at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> this guy's going to be in your closet. Or, like, <laughs> I don't know, like living in your shoe when you put it back on and well, cut your foot off. And they... End of, like, the sort of Marvel end of credits thing mm-hmm. did exist back in the day. It was much less frequent, but I sort of expected it. I think I fast-forwarded through did the credits to see, but no, no there was nothing. nothing. Even, like, they might bring him back for a second. Yeah, where he's, like, pitter-pattering. Because <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> a good setup for a sequel. Well, I would you hope know, so, you know. but it wasn't until 2012 before that fucking came up. Mm-hmm. That's, a long, that's a long con if I ever saw one. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. just a long con, but it's a nod. But you know, it's just it's it's weird that it went from like one part of the franchise to like the remake side of it, uh, for it to actually continue that sort of gag. But you know, for the most part, you know, I've talked about this before. But when I when I first heard about Piranha Three, I was like, all right, cool. And then I saw who the director was, and then I was over the moon because I I loved Ahe's work leading up to this point. And then but, you know, we saw. Uh, we saw like some of the early gore pictures and I was like, oh, this is this is probably going to be pretty fucking brutal. Just seeing some of like the the full like tearaway shots from the piranha attacks early on and like getting teased to the uh, like kind of like the whole like stage falling over in, in the yeah. water and then everyone diving in. Uh, so we, we had a glimpse of what to expect. But like when you look at this movie, like everything is just dialed up so fucking high. <laughs> Uh, All and scenarios that you can imagine were added in, which is kind of fun, you know, mm-hmm. including the, the propeller or hair in the propeller tearing off a scalp. That was awesome. What were some of the other movies that that director's done before? Oh, Alexander Ahe. Mm-hmm. Let me pull up his name to be. I recognize the name, but I can't think of what they. Yeah. What they've done. I'm pulling up but his filmography. Movie... Okay, so well, it's a uh, high okay. tension. Ooh, he, the he, did, he did the Hills Have Eyes remake. Oh, okay. cool, which was really good. Uh, Crawl, which is another water-based. <laughs> the alligators. Oh, oh, Crawl, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's a really good pedigree. Like those are those yeah, are definitely. all great movies. You really like the remake of the Hills Have Eyes. Yeah. So outside of that, uh, he did Mirrors, which is another horror movie. I haven't seen that one. Uh, and Horns, which was the one that had uh, Daniel Radcliffe in it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never saw that one. 
But I did hear about it. Mm-hmm. And that shit counts. <laughs> well, this this movie was everything that I thought the original was supposed right, to be. Right, like campy, <laughs> uh, uh, lots of blood, lots of nudity. The nudity was so excessive that at some point I did feel a little uncomfortable. <laughs> am, I, am I too old? Am I not the demographic for this movie anymore? I'm like, there's just a lot of tits. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, there there is some equal opportunity. <laughs> like nudity in in the remake. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean when the dick got bitten off? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not gonna judge you for whatever you're into. <laughs> but I'm just saying it's not like it, it wasn't present. But yes, I mean, knowing that it was based on Spring Break, there was gonna be a ton of nudity regardless uh but you know this this was just a pure exploitation type film it is just three b's galore basically throughout almost the entirety of the movie because it just it feels like one big like water party essentially because of how how many people are gathered at this lake yeah but i do feel like that's like you the the fort lauderdale kind of feel of it right that's the whole point of places like that where it's just like it's mostly young people and it's very much so just party 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 a little bit of orgies a lot a whole lot of sex (laughs) i I think it's a made-up place but it, uh, i've like never a, been so i is are we talk, have we have any of you guys like a spring break like i've never like been to something like that but no. i feel like that's meant to be lake havasu Arizona. oh i see lake havasu okay because that's what goes on there i know but i've never been to british nerds <laughs> <laughs> we'd be the kids that were that would be totally fine because <laughs> mm-hmm. we were at theater camp or something <laughs> this movie definitely had the feeling of the sort of teen sex comedies that were yes. coming out at that time. Yes. It even did the speed ramping thing that those movies do where they speed up the footage randomly. You know what I'm talking about? Where I don't it know. suddenly moves quickly. They would do that periodically in this movie, which was sort of a thing they did in those other movies. I thought that everybody did a pretty good job. Even like, you know, Jira Kano was so hateable. <laughs> and then also I'm like, man, that guy's been working out. I looked up how old he was because I was like, he was he was making me feel ashamed of not working out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, clearly he's younger he's not old, he's not younger than me. <laughs> he's older than me. <laughs> Holy crap. Well I mean in, in twenty ten maybe he was in his forties. Yeah. I'm like, damn Jira Kano. Because he was uh, in his, like, 20s on Sliders, which was in the, the 90s. 90s. So, yeah. He's older, for sure. He's good in it. He's yeah, he's, I thought everybody was great in it. I even, I really liked Elizabeth Shue in it. Yeah. And Ring Vane's... Ring... Ving... Ving Rings. Thank you. Yeah. He was fantastic. Although, I, did he have to die? I feel like he could have done that from the boat. Yeah. You know, because he, he pulls out the propeller and he's killing fish very effectively. I'm like... Could you not do that from the boat? Or I know his I, death seemed sort of. He it seemed like they were trying to do that thing where he's sacrificing yeah, himself so yeah. other people can get away. But there was nobody. Around. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like the Hodor situation where he's blocking <laughs> like a, a bottleneck. Like, people could run wherever they wanted. He, you know, and he's just standing yeah. in the water being eaten. It's like Pretty, dude, like, move out of the water. Now, so I I will note he doesn't actually die. Does he not? He's he's in oh, the, he's in he's in he's in the sequel. Does he have like no legs or something? Does his, do his legs get eaten off? Is he one of the people who loses? He loses his legs. 
Okay. Yeah. I bet he's still a real huge badass. That's yeah, so there, there's a bit of a re redemption arc in 3DD with him and uh, the camera guy who was doing, like, the whole Girls Gone Wild uh, for them, like, trying to oh, overcome their fear of water in 3DD. Okay. Nice. My comedian dude, I can't remember his name, but he was in... Um, Oh, she the, the league the, the TV show the league where it's a fantasy football league mm -hmm. group of friends. He's a, he's been in a, a ton of stuff. I just can't remember his name, but yeah, that's just another instance of like, oh hey, I know that guy. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely one of those. I don't know how early it was, but there's a whole spate of these kinds of movies that came out during that time where they would cast a lot of like known people and then known like, people yeah. as long as you were kind of known, even right. if you weren't like that famous anymore. And then they would make them, but none of those other movies really measure up to this. I don't. This is think. actually pretty good. Mm. And uh, the like I said, yeah, I, I really yeah between Elizabeth Shue and Ving Rhames, like I love that team. I thought they did really well. Like. And I just love seeing him in any horror films because that's the guy you want to see in horror films, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you, by that I mean, uh, if you're in a horror situation, you want to see a big, strong dude who can get you out of a problem. Man, I don't feel like a feminist right now. But you know what I mean, right? Where you're like, oh, thank God he's here. Can you please kill all those zombies? <laughs> I, the funny thing is, is I, I thought they were kind of doing one of those things because he appears in the beginning of the movie and then he's kind of gone from the movie for a while and yeah. then he appears again. And I thought they were doing that thing where it's like, oh, Ving Rhames is in the movie and he, he's with him for like five, five minutes, minutes yeah. and then gone. But it was like, oh, okay, good. He came back and he's actually doing stuff. I thought he was he's only on the cover of the, of yeah. the movie. Which, which is essentially what they do with Richard Dreyfus. I laughed out loud when, because uh, they have the opening move of right. the movie where Richard Dreyfus is there. Taking the layers out of the water. Yeah. And he gets eaten and dies. Mm -hmm. And then they go to the opening credits of the movie and it says, Richard. like, featuring Richard Dreyfus. Yeah. And I laughed out loud because it's like he's already gone from Not the movie. Not even five minutes, like <laughs> one. And, and then I was I was a little scared at the beginning of the movie because uh, well first of all I love that that was his role that he's mm -hmm. a flake. yeah he's playing like his actual Jaws role and he's humming like the exactly, two as well right but he actually <laughs> died he's unable to help but uh, I, I the CGI and that little like uh, uh, what do you call it whirlwind or whatever whatever like the the swirl thing that was like oh, yeah 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 the whirlpool yeah the whirlpool thank you like that cgi effect was really rough mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah, yeah what did you do to richard Dreyfus? how dare you yeah. <laughs> see I, I i almost wonder if like he just didn't know that he was actually filming piranha <laughs> and it was like some other type of movie well you can't know right like the actors can't know the the degree of how quality the the cgi is going to be right mm -hmm. they have to see it. they just have to like hope like, yeah, it's not going to be shitty. They have the goofy CGI double of Richard Dreyfus. He's like <laughs> in the whirlpool, in the faraway, in the long shots. He's like, okay, I'll do it, but I'm not getting wet. <laughs> but that's yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I'm thinking of is um, those like asylum movies. That this is almost sort of like an asylum movie, except actually good. <laughs> 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 yeah, not just made purposely bad and then it actually being also terrible. <laughs> yeah, this actually accomplishes that thing where they're trying to be deliberately campy yes. and cheesy, but they actually pull it off in a good way. Yeah, I thought so too. Because that's the thing about campy, cheesy 
things and movies is that if it's self-aware, often it doesn't work. It yeah. has to be, it sort of has to be somebody earnestly trying to make something good and right. then it becomes campy and cheesy. But they actually, I think, succeeded at doing, they knew they were making something kind of goofy, but uh, it worked out. And, it was and I think they, uh, in the original, there was a lot of attack, but it was a lot of the same over and over again, right? So in, in this mm -hmm. 3D, of course, yeah. they went way over the top and all of the kills were absolutely everything you can imagine, which I think I mentioned before, but that was pleasing. Mm -hmm. It was kind of cool to be like, oh, I, I can imagine what can happen now. That, yep, it happened. So, <laughs> they really delivered on everything. The hair caught in, oh, the, in the thing no. was awesome. I was like, no, that was no, really good no. Yeah. Like, and then I was thinking about it. Like, you don't. You just it just die. pulls her skin oh, I thought that I thought that she was going to drown before that happened. And then mm -hmm. when it just pulled everything off, you're like, no, no, that's the way to go. Good job, movie. That was a better yep. choice. Of course, me. you just had the one asshole who was like trying to flee the scene and like not uh, trying to save anyone, you know? Yeah, it runs them for a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. And then the whole like people running, or not running, swimming <laughs> towards safety, which could be anything and anything, everything and anything, which is like boats or the stage. And then seeing those just capsizing slowly because of the weight of the people. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, of course. Mm -hmm. So it was, just I don't know, it was, it was a lot of satisfying, of course that would happen kind of moment, if this were a thing that could actually happen. Definitely. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, and, you know, for, for for the most part, you know, when I when I first heard about it, I didn't really know who's going to get cast in the film, and then, like, the first, like, act, but not even an actor, I would say, but, like, the first person to the product that I saw was Kelly Brook, who plays one of the, one of the models in a movie, mm -hmm. which is appropriate, because she is, like, an English model, primarily known for, like, swimsuit and, like, lingerie shoots, oh, uh, in, like, the, in okay. the UK, like, the brunette. Uh, she's the main model. She's the main model, right? The one that uh, taught, has like, the speaking role with uh, with the young guy. Yes. And yeah, character. and then she's paired with um, a porn the star. Woman. Yeah, she's paired with a porn star <laughs> who's who plays the other model uh, for you know the whole girls gone wild thing. And you know you had like that whole scene where uh, you know they're doing like the underwater shot trying to you know get their footage and it has like the little window <laughs> underneath the boat <laughs> and you know jerry o'connell's just like looking down being like you know if, if fish look like that i would fuck a fish <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> oh my god i kept thinking that they were gonna get attacked in that scene but it was just you know <laughs> i was like oh, oh man did you notice that the the song that they played during that scene it's it's i can't remember the, the name of the opera that it's from but it's um the sung by two two women and it's supposed to be a um a lady and her servant collecting apples or something okay. it's the same song that they used in the hunger when susan sarandon and catherine <laughs> Dimitri had sex it's the same thing that was going on in the underwater thing all right well, we got we some continuity on the podcast <laughs> there you go nice. it's all connected guys yeah it's all connected. inadvertently Oh, there we go. You're ready. <laughs> you know, I turned the fan off because I thought it was being too loud, but now it's warm. All right, I'll be back. And <laughs> back on because it got hot in here. Turning the fan. Is the fan uh, loud? It's it's all right. I don't worry about you know comfort. You didn't say no. Com comfort, <laughs> comfort over everything, and you know, fuck it, yeah. you know. Um, but of course, you know, we we kind of like have like the side plot of you know the the young teenager or high schooler and you know he has like his friend who's a girl who also like sneaks her way onto uh the girls gone wild boat 
to be like right. a wild, wild girl. And like, he's like, no, 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 he, like, you, you don't have to. But like the sand rat is basically like being like the tour guide, essentially, uh, for like this whole operation. And, you know, you have that you have the the body shot scene in particular, which I was just <laughs> laughing all the way through because good. like he's just about to have his moment or like try to seal the deal with his crush. And just as he's about to kiss her, of course, she gets up and vomits <laughs> over the side of the boat because she's had way too much to drink leading up to that point. It's just like, uh, you you hate to be put in that situation. Feels bad, man. Although I, I did like how uh, when he's on the boat and uh, the, he sees his little brother and sister and he wants to have the boat approach so that he can go rescue them. Uh, and of course, Jerry O'Connell is just being a huge dick about it. And then he, he like he pulls around. He's like, "Well, my mother's a cat, and if you don't do it, I'm gonna tell." And then the first thing everybody does is like clean their nose. Yeah, like, yeah, the part was funny because they <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> "Funny stuff, funny stuff." I had forgotten too because "Girls Gone Wild" was clearly what they were referencing with Girls. him and his whole thing, and I had forgotten about it because it's so long yes. ago. And then I remembered, "Oh, is that that's right." Like- no, it's. Because I remember it being a thing when I was in college. Uh, but again, I was a nerd, so, you know, I wasn't in, like, Havasu. Um, <laughs> I'm still a nerd. I still won't go to, like, Havasu. But I, I, I just seem to remember that it was pretty huge back then. So And that would have been, like, the early 2000s. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well, so, it, like, first started in, like, the really late 90s. Yeah. 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 What a piece of shit, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that was the thing. Is it, I think it came out that that guy who was sort of the best. He was breaking everyone? He was yeah. just like a, not a, he was a bad person. Bad person. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like, look, we just showed up at a party with a camera. That was a lot of exploitation. And then it eventually got sold to Bane Bros. There you go. It went, <laughs> it, they, went, they went legit. <laughs> and legit. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, good so times. How many porn stars did you count in the movie? It's just the one. Oh, is it just I'm pretty sure. Is it the-, the one that got her legs eaten off? <laughs> I'm trying to remember uh, which star it is. Hold on. I think it, yeah, it must be one of the main. Uh, the one that got her legs eaten off is yeah. also the worst star. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Riley, Riley Steele. Or was the one who started in Piranha? Why don't you look up the one that got her legs eaten off? In the parasail. The parasailing accident. That was pretty good, too. Yeah. I kept thinking, too, that the main, the love interest girl for the main guy, that she kept reminding me of Zendaya the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I kept like thinking it was her. <laughs> it was like, it's, that's not Zendaya. Zendaya's too good for that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she was probably super young at that Yeah, because this was like, like, like 12 years ago. Yeah, she was like 18. Now, so. No, she Oh, but I thought she was like in her mid twenties now. But maybe I'm wrong. Let's see. It is Danny. Let's no. See. No, that's not right. Hold on. I'm trying to find the parasail one. That's like the first one that popped up, which isn't right. Not to mention, by the way, that I can't. I just think whether that I recognize her. I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> I, kept, I also kept thinking she was in diet too because. That character is so much like her character from right, Spider-Man right. that it kept flashing. Like, mm-hmm. it kept and the curly dark hair. 
Well, let's not let's not get too uh, carried away trying to. Okay, that that one. That, that, she is also a porn star. It's uh, a yeah. Gianna Michaels. Is the actress? Yeah, they had the all star cast. That both of these movies, especially the first, the seventies one, reminded me of those seventies disaster movies, mm-hmm. like Towering Inferno and those kinds of movies, where you have the big diverse cast of people. And a lot of actors are kind of like, you know, either have fallen, like they're not as famous as they used to it's a great movie you know where it's like we don't have all the money let's go ahead and get these people that we know can act mm-hmm. and then boom great movie mm-hmm. and it's that, a good strategy it's that thing too where you see like when good filmmakers or good artists in general are starting out you can see the seed of how they're a good artist mm-hmm. And that's the thing with Joe Dante and the first one is that even though he's making this super low budget movie, it's kind of like Evil Dead and Sam Raimi. It's like a almost like a no budget movie, but it still ends up being good because the person making it uh, is actually real talent. That's cool. Who is the director again of the of the? Oh, right, right, yes, uh, of the second movie. Yeah, who is also it's the same kind of thing. Obviously, a good talent. Wow. And, like, a lot of the, the scary... Not scary, the... the Thrilling situations were, were well done. Like, the whole rescue from the boat going across the line. Mm-hmm. That was nice. That means, like, really, how else would you approach that, mm-hmm. that boat that was on the rocks? The kids felt a bit tacked on. Like, they sort of... Yeah, for sure. But then I also thought they did an okay job. It was well. They did a good job. It, they kind of set them up, and it was all good at first. And then for the second half of the movie, they're just kind of like off over to the side. You're right. Well, I did think it was funny that like in the first movie, they 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 full on like killed some kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in the second movie, they're like, "That's where we draw the line. Yeah, we will give you did. everything else, but we're gonna draw the line at the kids." Yeah, the second movie's just like you see the little girl. She just looks at Kelly Brook, and she's just like, "Nice tits." <laughs> <laughs> and then she yells at her older brother because he's staring at her chest. And they like the, the fact like the fact that that one model is flirting with the kids so heavily and everything. It's like that. Uh, but they didn't really carry that through in the yeah. story, you know, because it felt like in the beginning, like she was they were setting it up that she was genuinely interested in him mm-hmm. and not just kind of like messing with him or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then they kind of just kept the romance to the two other, you know, to the well, other. Well, so that it wasn't genuine. Well, it wasn't interest. It was more like, oh, you're like a puppy dog. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're cute. This cute little innocent kid. Let me rough with your hair and you're so cute. But right. it doesn't need a lot of good explaining. Because the exactly. fact that, you know, Jerry O'Connor's character is just like, okay, you're going to be our. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, really? Like, he didn't have that already set. To pay someone to do that, he just grabbed someone random. And then, uh, wasn't there, an, like, I think they explained it, like, a little bit. There was some sort of issue, or maybe their guy didn't show up. Oh, yeah, he didn't I can't what it was. And then, uh, I, although I thought it was, I was impressed that, like, he, he didn't, did it say how much they were going to pay him, or? No, it was just, like, you get to be part of, yeah, the just what's mm-hmm. 
and he was hoping he was going to hook up with that one. The one, the hot chick, yeah. yeah. It was really hot. Yep, that didn't happen, but you know, he it uh, they opened up his eyes to softcore pornography. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, he's trying to do his business in his room and his mom walks in twice. <laughs> or two times. That was pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so, so all in all, like the original, pretty much a movie that you can watch anytime. Obviously, the remake is more of a grindhouse or exploitation movie. So it's more of a midnight movie, but still very entertaining. You you basically know what you're going to get just based off of that because it is a midnight movie. Uh, so if you're looking for more gore or nudity, just in particular, obviously the remake is definitely the direction that you want to go in. But both movies still hold up really damn well. Uh, but on a th- on a 3D side of thing, I I will say like outside of my bloody Valentine 3D, Piranha 3D was one of the really only other 3D movies that actually utilized the 3D well when it came out, which was another thing that really stood out when I saw it in theaters uh, during its initial run, which was a nice change of pace. Because normally it's it's always just kind of been a gimmick thing just to get you know more ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one was. 3D, right? Definitely. Mm-hmm. The, the one we watched, the 2012 one. I think so. There were a couple of, I wasn't sure first, but there are a couple of shots in there where they're doing the full-on 3D thing of, like, throwing something at the, at the camera. Mm-hmm. But they actually kept that to a minimum. They didn't really, like, abuse the whole 3D aspect of right. it. Yeah. No, but I, I, I do want to see the, the 3D do. No. Did they call it Piranha 3D, the, the mm-hmm. 2012 Piranha, or just 3D? Oh, okay. Piranha 3D, and that's 2010, the one that we saw. Yeah. 2012 is 3DD. Right, right. Oh, okay, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, they had 3D in the title, and 3DD for the sequel. Uh, and the, oh. sequel, the sequel also stars David Hasselhoff as a lifeguard. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, I did uh, like, I mean, even though they had the advantage probably of having a bigger budget, I'm sure, than the original, because they could do a lot more gore and have more extras and stuff. I mean, it did it is a better movie, I think, which it didn't have to be like they could have fallen short of the original, but I think it's actually better than the original. Because they really took all the things from the original, but then amplified everything and right. still made it you know, a good story. And then Christopher Lincoln really, that's a lot of fun to see him. He's like, these, these piranhas, yeah. they, they don't have sexual organs. They're he made. had kind of the five minute Yeah, he did. I'm really happy to see him. I was, I was filled with joy when I saw well, also, I just having more flesh out in general, you know, made for a better viewing experience. Uh, both, you know, with the ripping and tearing aspect of the piranhas, just because of how up, like upscaled everything is, and you know that that scene in particular, when every when the stage is falling over and everyone's fallen into, you know, the water, is honestly like one of my favorite sequences, just like of any yeah. anything fairly recently in the past, like you know, ten fifteen years, just because you you rarely get like like a level of like that much mayhem or you know, just catastrophe base outside of like a uh, like apocalyptic type of uh, of movie setting. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. In the uh, aftermath shots where they had all the chaos with the stage and everything had happened and then they do this kind of like tracking shot showing the aftermath and oh, everybody yeah. around. And it's like, 
you know, probably like 40 or 50 extras scattered around. <laughs> and I was kind of just looking at all the And like everyone kind of had their little thing that they were doing, like a like, war scene. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. Like there were makeup effects and and things on everybody, and there, it was like this huge shot of yeah, like a whole bunch of people, and everybody had a little thing going on. That they were it must have cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been a fairly bigger budget. budget. Yeah, there's a lot of makeup gore effects. I mean, a lot, a lot, especially in that section. Mm-hmm. Of the movie, but even as out of that section, there's a bunch of gore scenes. Yeah, it's interesting too, by the way, just to talk generally about them. That like, it's like, in a in a sense, they're obviously sort of influenced by Jaws, except not really though. Like, there are shots, especially in the original, that are taken right from Jaws, mm-hmm. like the underwater shots with the legs kicking and the right. camera kind of moving, where they just kind of lifted them right out of Jaws. Uh, but other than that, it didn't feel like that Jaws influenced. Mm-hmm. It was it was almost more just like they felt the need to acknowledge Jaws because it's like, okay, we've got fish that are eating people, so people are going to assume we're sort of ripping off Jaws. Okay. Maybe well, if there's people in the water, you got to do that shot. Mm-hmm. Like the underwater. So there's, uh, there's not a lot of ways around yeah. giving you. It really wasn't until they introduced that character, that mayor character, who is straight, where it felt like, okay, now we're kind of ripping off Jaws, yeah. where we've got the mayor. The similar attitude of like, we can't shut down the town. Yeah. This is going to kill our economy. And that's the part that feels tacked on to me, too. That yeah. feels like it's not part of the original. Like, because basically the first hour of the movie that yes. they sort of sneak that character in a tiny bit earlier, right. but only for Just a second. Yeah. yeah. And then, and I really feel like, I haven't looked into it, I kind of want to look, but I feel like they may have made the movie and then been like, oh, damn. No, damn. damn. <laughs> God, it's only 65 minutes long. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But it, and even the second movie, too, also does not really feel like a Jaws ripoff or parody or anything. It feels like it's its own thing. Right. It just happens to be about, you know, these water, similar water creatures that you know. Well, in neither situation are they hunting. They're they're just sort of trying to warn people and it's yeah, not working. True. Yeah, they don't, they don't try to hunt exactly. The piranha, yeah. Which, how would you really? Other than... <laughs> I mean, they were kind of poisoned in the lake, though, because they were throwing all of their uh, beer bottles. Yeah. yeah. Doing it slowly. Yep. I did appreciate, too, in the second, in the 2010 version, how uh, they did the underwater earthquake mm-hmm. and then there were the eggs and, and all. It's like an ancient version of the mm-hmm. and they did that instead. They kind of changed the lore a little bit. And then I always, I always like it when they bring this up. Uh, because it's 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 not a, exactly a cliche, but a, maybe a trope where they're like, "Well, that's how they survived." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, oh. <laughs> but then, well, the, the funny thing about that was uh, is that if the, I was like, "Well, if they've been living for thousands of years, cannibalizing each other in this cave, 
then once they're released into the wild, wouldn't they just sort of continue? <laughs> <to> <laughs> <laughs> That's their main Your entire digestive system at this point is adapted to only being able to digest your own flesh. Totally. <laughs> or not your own flesh, but flesh of your own <laughs> They would have just still ate each other. Yeah. No, but uh, <laughs> no Let's not put goals in this Yeah, one. can't put goals in like that. Like this. That's, actually, I thought, we were like, I wonder where they left. <laughs> their food source is right there. Yeah, they just stayed in their little cave. Yeah. And plus, there's so many eggs in that cave. I mean, obviously, it's meant to be set up that way, but yeah. there's so many millions of eggs in that cave that it's just like, okay, well, I mean, the human... I mean, the wa- everything in the water is doomed because mm-hmm. there's going to be a billion of these things in no time. Well, see, here's the thing. Regardless, at the end of the day, if you've been stuck in, like, just this underground cave for thousands of years, and as soon as that bitch opens up, you're not staying there. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to go explore. <laughs> and, uh, sure. you know, they eventually just found a new food source because it was plentiful with all the spring breakers. See, he figured it out. Why couldn't we? <laughs> I'm, I'm a... I'm a big Hellboy fan, and those mm-hmm. underwater shots of the eggs very much reminded me of the first Hellboy movie with the underwater eggs that the those creatures evolve out of in the Hellboy movie, which I think came out before this movie. I don't know, but it would have because that's I mean this was 2010. So yeah, I think, Hellboy was what like '03 or something. But those kind I of like, '04. Mm-hmm. The, the the eggs and the way that those underwater shots reminded me a lot of that. Definitely. Yeah, I do want to watch three. <laughs> I always get a little angry when I catch Eli Roth. I'm like, oh, fuck you, Eli Roth. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm conflicted about Eli Roth because he's clearly a douchebag. But he but loves it. He's like kind of cool. He does make some cool stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Cabin Fever, mm-hmm. but uh, I do, like, I think he's great in Inglorious Bastards. He's mm-hmm. really good in that movie. I think I like him more as an actor than as a filmmaker. Because he did the hospital movie. Yeah, he did the hospital movie. Kind of like, yeah, the first hospital movie is kind of cool. For yeah, the second one, you're like, what? What's happening right now? <laughs> but, the, the only but good part about Hostel 2 was the bloodbath scene. I thought that was, that was pretty effective. At least visually striking. Just to see someone hung upside down with their throat slit, and then a, ch- a chick laying in a bathtub, literally just getting doused in blood. I mean, it was a, it was a great visual effect and very effective for that scene. But all in all, like you know, that was at a time where like you know torture porn or whatever yeah. you know they wanted to label horror movies at the time was really starting yeah. to like kick into high gear. Yeah, and I was gonna say also he does all those uh, horror movie documentaries where yeah. not documentaries, but what do you call them? Yeah, he has a couple of series on Shudder where he discusses horror with, like, mm-hmm. the creators and, like, the makeup artists and, and the special effects guys, which is really cool. But even then, I'm like, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> but I just, I appreciate what he's doing. But that's, I, I do a, why do we, why do we hate Eli Roth? It's so weird. <laughs> Our, he has a, a reputation a bit for being Oh, kind really? Of, he does? Like, he has like a sort of frat boy reputation, uh-huh. is what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Are you feeling uncomfortable? See, are you a fan and you don't like his bad mouth? Maybe he's all right. He's very yeah. hit or miss. I think he's all right. Too, I also think he's all right. But he, it's like, I, I'm a little bit of the like, I'm not in, I don't like the torture porn style movies, although I mm-hmm. feel like 
they work. And they're, they're legitimate, done. and I feel like I'm not criticizing them as a genre, a subgenre. But, but he's kind of famous for that. Mm-hmm. I felt like Cabin in, Cabin Fever was a bit derivative. It's kind of like uh, Evil Dead, but without demons, basically. Like, I, in terms of just explaining for me, like, I like him. I'm weird. Like I said, I'm conflicted because I don't like some stuff he does. And I right. Like and, but I will say that if his name is attached to something and I'm really bored and I don't have anything else to watch, I'll be like, well, all right, let's see what he's got. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he got a weirdly bad teaching. It's because I can't totally explain it. Now. The sequels from yeah, I think because of the negativity towards torture porn, like yeah, in that might have been society true. in general, he got I think lumped in with that because that he did that. He was pretty strongly connected with that style. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. is a good actor. He's in uh, yeah, Planet he's- Terror. Or, no, he's in Death Proof, which is, he's good in that. What is he playing Death Proof? He plays one of the guys at the bar that's trying to get, so he wants to go with the girls. To ah. Like, he he kind of plays like a season. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Which is what it is. <laughs> I like, like, and I will remind everybody, is his Which is like, what is <laughs> I bet you, I bet you, probably super... Nice. I bet you be super nice and normal in real life because in this day and age, if like a new person, like it's usually known about now in this day and age, and nothing really negative has come out. Yeah, it would have gotten canceled by Yeah, you would have gotten canceled. <laughs> like actually, like Joss Weed turned out to be a worse person than Eli Roth. So, like, you gotta cut Eli Roth some slack, though. Yeah. <laughs> we take it back, Eli. All right, so so looking ahead, as I mentioned, we're doing two months worth of water phobia. Um, And next week, we're doing John's pick, uh, which is Underwater, uh, which came out in 2020. So fairly recent movie uh, directed by William Eubank, uh, which I do like this movie. It does have like one of those endings at, at the end. That agitated me, if only because I would prefer a movie solely based around that rather than it just kind of being a piece of something bigger. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, not to jump ahead too much, but it's like the ending is like, I wish we could have gotten to this part sooner Mm -hmm. and then add like another half hour. Yep. But yeah, (laughs) Yeah. we'll we'll go into more detail about that next week. Uh, But, you know, we, we, we got some pretty good stuff coming up next couple of months. Uh, this is obviously a phobia that uh, can be expanded quite a bit. There's tons of creature features. There's a ton of uh, interesting water park horror-based movies. Who knows? Maybe we'll end up doing Piranha 3DD, or you guys might just watch it on your own accord to see what level of smut is involved in the sequel uh, for 3D. But either way, I can guarantee you we're going to be doing Aqua Slash at some point uh, for one of my other picks, and... Maybe we'll also do Alligator, since that is another one of the Jaws ripoffs, and it also does have quite a few uh, homages to it as well, because uh, that's on Shudder, as is uh, the sequel to that. Uh, but for now, guys, that will do it for us here tonight on Handle with Scare. If you guys want to keep up to date with everything going on here, you can find us over on YouTube at Handle with Scare. Of course, you can contact the show via email at handlewithscarepod at gmail.com. 
And uh, you know, outside of that, just follow us on Twitter where we keep you guys updated on all the watch parties and whatnot at Handle with Scare. I've been your host, Tumbling Drug, joined as always by my co-hosts, Holly Hooch and Sean. And we'll see you guys back on Wednesday, which is fairly soon. So uh, it won't be too long before you hear our voices and see your faces again.